You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show, and I am your host, Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast and a human. I am just a human. Welcome to the 14th and the final episode of The Perfect Prana Show for this season. Yes, that's right. I said it. This season is the last episode. A new season will start up next semester and I will be back with season two. That's going to be the vibe. okay? (laughs) but in that time, please follow me on Instagram at consistently Kaya consistently spelled with a K Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H. I will be posting content that I've already recorded, so I'll be going back into some of my older episodes and kind of showcasing that on Instagram, showcasing myself on vacation, living my best life, and just really sharing with you all what I'm learning as I'll be going inward. So there will be me on Instagram, but we have the usual, the yoga news, the yoga heels, the weekly wellness challenge. But before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. Let's take a moment to find our center, to bring awareness to ourselves, get into our bodies, take a moment to focus on ourselves. It doesn't matter where you're at. You could be at the gym. You could be sitting on the couch. You could be driving in the car. You could be at work. I mean, as long as you're like allowed to listen to stuff while you're at work. <laughs> but you could be in an array of places and it doesn't really matter. We can take this moment to find our center. So no matter what you are, what you're doing, sit up nice and tall or just lengthen your spine. If you're standing, you're sitting, you're laying down, it doesn't matter. Just lengthen your spine, lift up from your low back, sit up nice and tall, stand up nice and tall, roll your shoulders up and back, face your palms up like you are receiving a gift. Create some distance from your shoulders and your ears. Lengthen your neck. Take note of all your senses right now. What do you taste? What do you hear? What do you see? What do you smell? What do you feel? And take a deep breath into your belly and fill it up like a balloon. Hold at the top. And then take a nice sigh, like (sighs) pulling your belly button in. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Hold at the top and recycle it through your mouth. Again, letting out a nice sigh of relief, like (sighs) inhale. And then exhale. One more time. Take a deep inhale right into your belly. Hold at the top. And slowly release your breath. 
and hold at the bottom. Let your breath become even and steady. And just focus on your breath. Focus on that prana. Prana translating to breath. As in the breath of life, our energy source. Let your breath travel to each part of your body and nourish each part of your body that needs attention. We are centered. Let's get into the show. Yoga news. Dirty and ugly. China yoga influencer struts stuff at ancient site triggers debate over slut shaming and being inappropriate in public place. So an online influencer, obviously like a, a yogi, she went to this a tourist attraction or this ancient site in China she pulled out her yoga mat and she just started doing yoga and she posted a video of her doing it online she was wearing some like fitted clothing you know kind of like some dancer clothing which is actually kind of cute leg warmers that's a concept I like that anyway <laughs> and People were mad on the internet. I wonder if people were like mad in person, but they were definitely mad on the internet. They felt that it was against public order and good morals. Some felt that it was inappropriate and vulgar and disrespectful to the city, to the history, to the culture. And then others felt like people practice Tai Chi in this place. So like, what really is the difference? Some were like she was wearing appropriate clothing for yoga and she appears confident and positive. China does have a law. If a person deliberately shows nudity in public, they can be detained for up to 10 days. And I guess some people were feeling like she was doing something against the law and other people like she's literally just wearing yoga clothes, practicing yoga. In, at an ancient site posting her little video. So the great debate uh, in, in the yoga world right now. <laughs> Honestly, this brought up yoga and modesty. So I wanted to assess what she was doing and from my perspective in morals because this did start a whole moral debate. A lot of people were saying that she was wrong or bad for doing this basically like you know she shouldn't have been doing that i wanted to assess this from the aspect of practicing yoga and how we're meant to live our lives off the mat when i'm looking at the eight limbs of yoga i guess this kind of goes into yamas we have yama and niyama and Yama is the social ethics. So since people were, I guess, affected by this, this is more of like a social thing, but this could also be some personal ethics as well. So the five components of the social 
moral code, Yama is nonviolence, truthfulness, non-stealing, right use of energy, and non-greed. She wasn't being violent. I mean, she wasn't being dishonest and she wasn't stealing and she wasn't really being greedy. So this kind of goes into the right use of energy, I guess. Brahmacharya. And again, the eight limbs of yoga, Patanjali, this is his pathway to enlightenment and what it really means to practice yoga from ancient Indian perspective. So, and I'm getting this from EckhartYoga.com, but it does translate to the right use of energy. That's kind of having behavior that leads us to Brahman being the creator in Sanskrit. So a behavior that leads us toward the divine or a higher power. So this component of, or this yama is meant to direct us away from external desires and instead toward finding peace and happiness within ourselves. And so, okay, I wanted to talk about this because what really matters when assessing the morality of what she was doing is really her intent. And I can't really say what her intention was. From some people's perspective, they're thinking, okay, she's out here wearing these clothes, she's begging for attention and doing the, all this stuff in front of people. And it seems like an egotistical thing. That's how it's coming off to some people. And other people are like, well, no, she's just innocently practicing yoga. It really wasn't that deep. Practice yoga in a public place and, you know, laid out her mat. She is an influencer. She's doing her job. This is how she makes her living. So she laid out her mat. She practiced. She did some stretches. She wore appropriate yoga clothes. So <laughs> what's the big deal? And <laughs> if I'm being honest, I would like to give her the benefit of the doubt and kind of be on that side, like, cause I really can't say what her intentions was and nor can anybody else. Nobody could say what she was trying to give by doing that, you know? Also, this goes into, even if she was doing it from a place of, ego and I want attention I want people to look at me and this and that I'm not gonna say she's necessarily wrong for doing that and that that's wrong you know I think I feel like we all deal with that everybody wants attention or at least at, at a point in their life everybody has wanted attention and they wanted people to look at them and they want it to be praised and i mean even god wants to be praised that's a an important part to human development and to children you know <laughs> like so i'm sure everybody wanted that at least once in their life and they might do things that like oh that's attention seeking behavior 
that doesn't make them like wrong or necessarily bad you know I do think there is a point where we have to learn to get the confidence and get the peace and get the fulfillment from within but there are time periods points in our lives where we crave attention we crave validation we crave people looking at us and telling us that we're doing a good job and that we're valid or you know and I don't think that that necessarily makes you a bad person sometimes it's like at what cost you know like you're craving attention and then like you'll do anything for it you'll create all this suffering for yourself to gain attention but you know it's hurting you in the long haul or or just really never being fulfilled like dang I've got all this attention all these people validated me and I still don't feel good about myself so there's a few aspects that go into that but wanting to be appreciated wanting attention wanting validation isn't a bad thing it is a human thing I mean words of affirmation is literally a love language yoga heals this week's guest for the 14th episode is Alan. I met Alan in my teacher training and he has gone on to become an amazing teacher. He's the founder and owner of Subai Subai where he provides massage therapy and yoga instruction. He has a professional background in modern dance. Alan offers grounded and flowing sequences, anatomy and alignment focus cues and encourages his students to play and explore. Let's get into the conversation. Yes, hey. Welcome to the perfect prana show this is my 14th episode and my last episode of this season and it starts again next semester but i'm so glad that you could be here today how are you doing i'm doing well thank you i'm so happy to be here and so excited for you i have been i've listened to a couple of the episodes and it's so great you're like <laughs> killing it Thank you. It's been some some kinks and things that I've been like working out like hmm, I didn't like when I did that or it's just it's a process but I'm excited to come back next semester and like do it all over again but better and maybe I'll keep this show for the rest of my life. I don't know but I love to get on here with my friends and talk about yoga. So yeah. how have you been since the teacher training we did? Yeah, I've been great. The question I really come on here to ask everybody is, when did you start practicing yoga and why? And why do you still practice today? Yeah, so I started practicing probably like 12 years ago. Um, So I I was dancing professionally. That was kind of like my very... That's not true. I, I worked for Starbucks right out of college. Um, for like four years, I like was an assistant manager. And literally within my first year of becoming an assistant manager, I discovered dance again. I went to school for dance. Um, and I hadn't danced for maybe about like a year or two after college. And my Starbucks location was like two blocks away from this like adult only dance studio, which I was like, this is cool. Like most of the time, like I, I, part of why I didn't 
I stopped dancing. I was like, I don't want to go dance at a studio with like a bunch of kids. So having uh, the studio be a dance only, that was really attractive. Um, so I started dancing there and it must have been like the winter or it's like maybe this early summer because the dance teacher that I was taking her class regularly, her, her name is, her name is Amber. She's like, Hey, my studio is, or my company is having auditions. You should come. And I was like, mm. she's like, no, just come. Like, just think of it as a free class. I was like, okay, sure. So I went and I got accepted in, I don't know, like a light bulb switch. Like I was happy with Starbucks. Like I was like hustling and like, obviously like cared about it enough to become an assistant manager. But literally after I got the offer, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> so I started dancing and I was like doing both at the same time for a while. And then I stopped, um, started dancing, started teaching. And then about that same time, so 2011, 2012, I, um, took a yoga class. I think it was a yin class. I just remembered like it was really dark. We had a lot of, uh, no, it must've been a restorative class because we had a lot of like props. And I remember like just having like legs up the wall. So that was like my very first introduction with yoga. Obviously, like I'd been moving, like I was, I'd always been flexible. And then like with dance, like I was using my body in kind of the same capacity, but yeah, come to find out like yoga is, is so much more than just moving your body. But that's at that time, that's what I used it for. It was like, I just want another way to stretch, to like kind of show off that I'm like flexible and like um, work out. And that's kind of how my practice was for several years, probably four or five years. And I practiced like super sporadically, like once, I don't know, once every couple of months. It was never a regular thing. It, actually, it was, it was never a regular thing up until now, up until uh, we did our uh, YTT. But what changed for me was I like went through a really hard breakup. Uh, and I distinctly remember I was taking a hot yoga class. We laid down for Shavasana and I just started crying. Like in Shavasana, I was like, just had like this cathartic release. And I was like, oh, yoga helped me get to this point like practicing helped me get here and so ever since then so ever like 2016 i was like okay this yoga is so much more so ever since 2016 i've been practicing like more from like a spiritual perspective emotional perspective and when i would take class like it would be because i was like okay there's something i need to work through mentally emotionally rather than physically yeah so that's kind of why i still practice now mm, okay that's not true uh that is still a benefit of practicing but in general having a regular practice now just helps me be clear i feel like the last over the last four or five years with working like a corporate job and also the pandemic like i just was having a lot of like ADHD symptoms, a lot of like depression, like anxiety symptoms, which I'd never really struggled with before. And I attribute that to like, I had always been moving my body and I'd always like, even though my yoga practice was sporadic, like that was there. Um, I had this like spiritual practice and with 
massage therapy. Like there is that like same kind of element of like groundedness. And I always had these practices that I could return to like to, to ground myself with a pandemic and like just hustling and trying to figure out this new job. I literally, all of those practices went away. I didn't have anything to return to. And so I feel like I wasn't connected to my body anymore. I was just in my head so much. And I feel like that's why all those uh, symptoms came around again to circle back again. Now that I'm, I have that regular practice, like it's my mind is just clearer. Like a lot of my like inability to focus is less. My depression is less or like symptoms of depression is less. Yeah. And then obviously now like that I have a teaching practice, I, I like we, we talked about earlier, I, I really want to keep learning and like furthering my own practice to become a better, better teacher. Thank you so much for sharing. That was a journey. <laughs> yeah. Before you go, will you lead us through a quick breath a pranayama as a yoga teacher? You knew it was coming. I did. I'm glad that I watched or I listened to the previous episodes because I don't, I don't incorporate a lot of pranayama in my classes. And so, yeah, I don't think I would have been prepared otherwise, but uh, I am because I've been, I, I did my work. Um, so I want to, uh, has anyone done lion's breath yet? No. Yes. Okay, good. So lion's breath or sim, simhasana, the reason why I want to do it is like, it's the holidays. It's like great for like building heat. And also it's like just really great to get people out of their comfort zone a little bit with the holidays. I feel like there's a lot of like youthful energy and sometimes it's, it's nice to like tap into that. So let me explain it first. Cause it's very different from other pranayamas. So uh, with lion's breath, you are going to, on your exhale, you're actually releasing your tongue out of your mouth, like trying to reach your tongue, like externally out of your mouth towards uh, your chin or towards the ground, opening your mouth wide. And you could also take your drishti or your gaze like up towards um, your crown or like your third eye, um, even take like a small uh, kind of cow pose with your upper body as well. So yeah, that's that's where we're going. So go ahead and sit up tall. Feel that connection down with your sits bones into whatever you're sitting on and allow that energy to carry up through your spine. Maybe firming the abdominals a little bit, opening the heart forward, broadening through the collarbones, lengthening out through the back of the neck and all the way up through the crown. Just taking a nice deep breath in here. Just exhale and a sigh. Doing that one more time. Inside out. And we'll inhale for our lion's breath. And it feels ridiculous, like it makes you want to laugh. But let's do that one more time. Inhale. Exhale, side out. <laughs> no, see, I can't even help myself but laugh, yeah. honestly. 
Yeah, that was wow. That was a new one for me, honestly. Uh, thank you for bringing something new. I appreciate yeah. it. Something new to end the season perfectly on the Perfect Prana Show. You're listening to the Perfect Prana Show on eighty-eight point one FM WCRX. <laughs> Subscribe to The Perfect Prana Show on Apple and Spotify, where you can download episodes and listen at your own convenience. Sometimes I post extended versions. Weekly Wellness Challenge. Last week's challenge, or technically this week's challenge, it's Thursday, was to do a 10 minute sitting practice every day just focusing on your breath sitting up nice and tall how did I do surprisingly I've been crushing this challenge it's been very good for me but this week's weekly challenge I want to go back to the journaling and okay but I want to redo this challenge of journaling every day let's say at least uh, two pages a day maybe more because it's easy for me to journal more but I'm gonna get back to journaling every day it is something that slowed up for me and I can tell by how chaotic some of my thinking has been and it's like unaware or like really just like again a lot of gray area and me not knowing what I want. That's okay. We're gonna look at past Kaya and we're gonna look at Kaya right now. Like, it's okay to not know what you want and we're gonna give you space to not know. But with that being said, let's give you space to figure it out though. Figure it out on them pages, girl. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do I'm going to journal every day but this time I'm going to do a journal prompt every day so follow me on Instagram at consistently Kaya consistently spelled with a K Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H where I will be posting a journal prompt every day what I'll be journaling about and why I'm adding the prompt to it last time I gave freedom this time it has to be a prompt because there's been so much I've been missing and that's because it's like I don't even know what I don't even know. With that being said, I'm going to end this season, <laughs> this episode with a quote like I usually do. And I decided to pick up one of my books for my teacher training and can go back to the roots of yoga yoga sutras of patanjali and um, these nine obstacles to self-knowledge disrupt and scatter the mind they are disease dullness doubt negligence laziness dissipation due to excess craving delusion lack of concentration necessary to achieve higher consciousness and instability Accompanying these distractions are suffering, frustration, restlessness, and disturbed inhalation and exhalation. 
And I chose that because I just flipped to a random page and I was like, okay, I'm gonna choose this one. <laughs> but okay, I really chose that because again, reflection season. So thinking about the scattered brain and me being like, man, I don't know all these things that I wanna do and I have so much confusion or I just don't know and just not really strong in the sense of self. It's made me reflect on, okay, what's been going on? Have I been experiencing these obstacles? Have I been lazy? Have I been dealing with disease? Or have I been doubtful? Or, you know, I named a lot of stuff. Just taking a look at myself and being like, yeah, have I been dealing with this stuff? Also just assessing my breathing and like, so, I think that it's good to reflect on. Thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this all. With that being said, thank you for tuning in to The Perfect Prana Show on WCRX 88.1 FM or Apple and Spotify. I will be back in January. So subscribe, be on the lookout, follow me on Instagram to stay updated. May the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.